Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Trap Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 1st, and you know what that means. It's March Madness time, baby, and we're welcoming on a recurring guest and uh, not only my brother anymore, but also co-host of the Game Chat Hoops podcast, Reed Morgan. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are we doing? I don't think we, me and you have never just, it's never been just us two, has it? No, I'm excited. It's a fun yeah. show. Yeah, so we're going to talk some some college hoops, get you guys all primed up for March Madness. Um, uh, we're going to talk AFC South a little bit, too, because um, we haven't done our rebuilding series in a while. I'm trying to fit it all in uh, before the draft, so I figured we could come on and talk a little bit of that, too. Um, yeah, but again, if you guys haven't checked out the uh, Game Chat Hoops podcast, that is a specifically college basketball podcast, so as March Madness comes around, uh, go check them out. I, I I really liked your guys' show yesterday. That was a fun one having Cody on. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend awesome. to have to re- recap it. It was a it was a pretty easy show to do, man. A lot of lot of stuff to, to recap. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we can get into that in a little bit, but um, I want to start. So it's five forty six p.m. Mountain Time right now. Mm-hmm. um Boise State plays in an hour and 15 minutes um I was just telling Reed before the game that I saw BJ Reigns who's like Boise's uh beat reporter I I saw him uh when I was leaving campus just like 30 minutes ago I was leaving my my work and he was walking into the stadium and I was like BJ we're storming the court tonight baby um so there's rumors that Boise State students might try to storm the court because if we win, it'll be our first outright Mountain West title uh, in school history, uh, which cool. is pretty pretty cool, pretty big deal. Um, I saw Marcus Shaver Jr. too. He's he's my favorite player, I think, on our team. Um, I yeah. think you said he was yours too on on game chat. Yeah, he's definitely the best player. Uh, I, I like I like Tyson Dagenhart. I think he'd be my favorite player, but yeah, he's up there too. He's definitely the best player. Yeah, but I saw Shaver dap them up and it's like, hey, buddy, have a good game tonight. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to happen. They've at least clinched a share of the title, but we'll see what happens uh, tonight. And then tonight I also have uh, an intramural playoff basketball game. So two big basketball events going down, boys, tonight. Good luck. Um, good luck. Yeah, thanks, man. We'll keep you updated on uh, – unless we lose, then I won't speak of it ever again. But <laughs> All right, let's get into college basketball. What's up? Are you guys healthy? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Ethan, Ethan's healthy finally, or not finally. He he he's played the past couple of games, so he's healthy. Mark is probably not going to play, but he's thinking about it. At least okay. that's the last he told me. But either way, we've got we've got a few more out there, so um, we should yeah, be fine. Boys, good luck. Yeah, we should be fine. I will. Um, all right, let's get into college hoops. So last weekend was probably the craziest weekend in college basketball regular season that I think I've ever seen. Um, numbers one through six, one through six and nine, right? Yep. All lost on Saturday. Um, which one was most surprising to you? I, you got to go with Gonzaga. I mean, that lot. I think all the other losses, I mean, Arizona was a bad loss, but some of those losses like Auburn, Kentucky, there weren't favorites in those games. But do I mean, uh, Gonzaga and Arizona definitely were very surprising to me. I did not think I mean, the, the podcast on Thursday, I had St. Mary's overrated. I did not like St. Mary's and they're undefeated at home, so I should have looked into that more but yeah Gonzaga loses a tough one I mean they lose by double digits that's that's horrible I mean looking into the tournament like being comfortable with Gonzaga that's a horrible loss to take and feel comfortable with them yeah for sure and especially like I I didn't know this until I was looking into it today but they don't play another game until the like they don't play another game until next Monday so yeah. over a week off um, because their conference tournament, the way it's scheduled, they get an automatic buy to the semifinals. So they don't play another game for over a week. And that's got to be tough losing to your rival uh, yeah. and then 
not playing for a while. So yeah, you mentioned, uh, I mean, St. Mary's is a, I think a better team than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, I was, this, they, they, this win gives them, I mean, gives us confidence in them, but before it wasn't looking like they, I, I was just mad more that Boise was ranked below them when they really haven't played being like teams they that are good i guess so that was more my thing with it yeah yeah for sure um and then you mentioned arizona loses to colorado they got blown out there too um i I guess we'll get to these teams later um i didn't really like watch that game much because i think it was on the same time boise's game was but i just like looked up and they were they had lost yeah i was on the flight home on this one so i missed this game Mm-hmm. Not the end of Gonzaga, but I missed this one. And then, so you have Auburn loses to Tennessee. You mentioned Tennessee, I think, was favored because it was in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, I mean, this was kind of – they beat uh, Kentucky on their home floor a couple couple weeks ago. So, that, I wasn't super surprised by this one. Auburn just played really bad in the last two minutes and – no, last five minutes. Right. Um, I don't, they've done that twice. I mean, we were talking about that against florida they had so many chances to win that game and they did not they blew all so that doesn't make you feel comfortable that it wasn't just a fluke loss versus them they they really buried that game for themselves so right yeah i mean tennessee has been peaking right now they've been playing some really good basketball so yeah yeah for sure and they're a good little team no and the sec is really deep um yeah arkansas i mean we saw they they look like one of the hottest teams in the nation right now yeah i mean okay let's let's go to that arkansas number 18 beats kentucky who is number six uh 75 73 um shibwe and note both have 30 points i was really i mean obviously note is a great score for arkansas but in my opinion i was i was more impressed with Jalen williams um and what he did, he's their Arkansas's big guy because you're going up against Shibway, who's probably the best big man in the country. And I thought he did a really good job. I thought that, that was a big reason why Arkansas was able to win that game. Yeah, I mean, he put that game away on the isolation. They gave it to the ball to him. He goes up there, gets fouled, sinks both his three throws. He's he, they definitely need him to step up to be to be that team they're trying to be right now. Mm-hmm. But and yeah, then, I was I was disappointed in Grady. Right, that was weird. He shot the whole game until two minutes left. That was that was weird because, I mean, the whole week – I mean, when Ty Ty was out, they were like, oh, yeah, Grady, he's just filling that role. He's been going off. And then he just – once Ty Ty is back, he just disappears, and that's not something you want to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, let's see. What else happened on Saturday that we can recap quickly? Um, Purdue, Michigan State. Purdue, Michigan State. Yeah, that was a really good game. I mean, Michigan State's a a, a tournament team, mm-hmm. so but but for them to, I mean, their leading score had thirteen points. Um, they just they and 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 that, I mean, that was a you look at the stat sheet and it kind of made sense because down the stretch they were going to different guys, mm-hmm. uh, almost every possession, which is really impressive. I mean, Michigan State's this is kind of what their teams are usually under is though like they've got really good guards and. I forget yeah. who the guy was that made that clutch shot, but Tyson Walker. Uh, Walker. I mean, he knew he and he had he had a good game the, the game before, and just to have that confidence after he had, I think he had like five points before that or something like that. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that was. I mean, they had Max Christie, Julius Marble. They had different guys step in, which it, I was saying on on uh, Monday, it was it was kind of an emotional win for them. They. I, I, I'm not a huge Michigan State believer, but it, Purdue, I mean, Purdue just, just found a way to lose that game. Yeah. They they should have – once they were coming back like that, they had all the momentum and they just let Michigan State creep back in. But yeah, Eddie was a problem for, for Michigan State, but no one – I mean, we said Sasha just didn't step up, which was a big problem for Purdue as well. Right, and, and Eddie is not like – He's a good player, but it's hard to have a big guy that's your like go-to score late in games. Yeah, like you need Ivy or mm-hmm. like someone like that to like create their own shot at the end of games because it's just too hard to get into the post and stuff. And at the end of games, at least. Yeah, and then I Kansas. Mean, no, go ahead. 
it was just disappointing. I mean, Sasha Stefanovic, a fifth-year senior, who's who's that that clutch player supposed to be, and he just he has two points. I mean, right. you can't you can't win games like that against good good conference opponents when you're you and your leader is supposed to step up like that. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, number ten, Baylor beats Kansas. This was again wasn't wasn't super surprising because Baylor's at home. Yeah. Um, it was a ten point game, but it was it was closer than that for the majority of it. Um, impressive that Baylor's able to win without uh trauma like trauma Chachua. I don't even know how to say his name, but um, uh, impressive that they're able to win without him. I don't know what what I'm not a huge fan of either of these teams. If I'm being completely honest, like I I honestly like Kansas better in the tournament um for some reason i just am not a big fan of baylor yeah that's what we were i i, I picked tech to win the big 12 right now mm-hmm. uh, baylor I, I, they're gonna they're in line right now to get a one seed i know they're, they're a third ranked team in the nation right now i, I, don't, I don't think they're that good i don't i don't either yeah. especially without Tatua and akinjo man he's been he has not been playing well yeah yeah, so I, I mean, I both these teams have. I mean, Baylor got blown out by Kansas last time they played, and then Kansas got blown out by Kentucky. So I mean, they both have some losses that you were like, "What happened there?" So yeah, which is concerning in March for sure. And it doesn't make sense for for Kansas. Like Remy Martin is such a weird player for them. The transfer from Arizona State, like he looks, he looked like lost out there. And then you forget they have like Jalen or they have Wilson too. Yeah. It was like their leading scorer last year, and he McCormick. just yeah, they <laughs> just guys. they have some dudes, and they just yeah. do nothing. And then I mean Christian Braun, I heard you guys talk about him too. I think he's the most overrated player in the country, <laughs> and he's got so much irrational confidence. Like I don't know why he thinks he can take it to the rim every possession. Um, yeah, but it's just weird with a team with that much talent because they have some really good players that lives and dies off one, like. Abachi is it for them. Like, like if he has a bad game shooting, they're not going to put up points. It's just so weird how you can have that much talent and then rely on one guy to score. Definitely. I mean, he he has 27. We talked about that a little bit, too. He had 27, but he shoots eight for 22 from the field. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's points per shot, points per shot I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's You can't win games like that. No, for sure. All right. Um, I want to talk like just general college basketball. Um, now that we've recapped last weekend, I kind of want to just talk for mostly this is for people who just haven't been paying attention a ton to college basketball or maybe just started and, um, before March, but kind of my favorite thing to do before March madness every year is I like to kind of make a list inside my head of the teams that I think can win the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Last year's was pretty easy. I think it was, I mean, there were, it was like even, it was even money for those. It was like, you get Baylor and Gonzaga or the field. Yeah. And it was like even money. And, and that was the national championship. Like last year wasn't even close. Uh, this year seems to be a lot more wide open. Uh, Gonzaga is like by far the betting favorite, which is very weird to me because I don't, and they're probably, that's probably the safest bet. Um, because the, fi- the rest of the field win, no i don't i don't either and i'm really interested to talk to brock i think i'm gonna have brock on uh when i'm in spokane actually which would be uh-huh. like the first round first weekend of the tournament okay. uh because they should still be alive by then but i guess we'll get a different feel for how but i don't think gonzaga is as good as they have been in the past couple of years yeah i it's it's drew timmy it comes down to drew timmy he was the favorite for the Naismith coming into this year. And he's supposed to be the leader of that team. And he's, he's just not been good. And, and it's, is it going to get better? No, because he's going to be playing against better competition as they get further in and better big men. And he, he got smoked in that game versus St. Mary's. Yeah. He did not have a good game at all. And that's why they lose. So I, I think it comes down to him. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then that's the weird thing is like, they had, I don't know. I just, I felt way more confident in them last year going into the tournament with, mm-hmm. with Suggs and Kispert. And then, like, dude, I don't know. Chet, Chet has not impressed me. And granted, I have only watched a few Gonzaga games. 
Like I don't watch their games against Pacific and Santa Clara throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but in the games I've watched, like the Duke game, the Alabama game, uh, and then the St. Mary's game and a few mm-hmm. others, like he just has not impressed me. And his stats, like he's in that national play of the year conversation because his stats are good. And he's, I mean, he's averaging like four blocks a game, which is kind of yeah. insane. But I, I don't know. I've not been that impressed with him. Yeah. The game versus San Francisco the other night, he looked really, really good. But it's that's San Francisco. And they, yeah, they're yeah. a good team for the for the WCC. And they're probably a good team just in general. But still, like, if that's the game where you're like, oh, yeah, well, look what he did against San Francisco. That is true. I, he's, I, I, I feel like they need to just run through him more than they do. They don't really. They don't really use them as well as they should. I am personally is what I think. Yeah. What do you think they should more use them as? Like they, he needs to shoot more. He's yeah. not shooting. And I, I don't know if that's like an issue with him or more of like a game plan. I, I really don't know, but he's, he's not shooting very many shots per game and he's the number one recruit in the nation or right. coming into this year was number one recruit in the nation. So I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what's going on there, but. I don't feel comfortable if Roger Bolton and Strawler are going in there, going to be taking majority of their shots in Nimhart. I just really don't think those, those guys are as good as people say. Well, yeah. neither is Timmy. Like Timmy hasn't been that good enough this year. You know, like it's weird that a guy would come back and just, I don't know if his stats have dropped off, but it just seems like his level of play isn't where people thought it would be. Yeah. He's, I mean, he hasn't, improved on last year he's decreased right. a little bit which is not a good sign but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i i don't like them at all as the betting favorite um I, what i don't know what how many teams do you think can win the tournament like let's just go through yeah. i want to go through the the top 25 and just tell me um yeah i mean i we, like i like kentucky i like duke yeah, I'd both of Let's go go over them a little bit quickly. Like Kentucky, we mentioned them earlier. Um, they run through Oscar Shibway, who's their big yeah. guy, leading the nation in rebounding. He's averaging like it's, it's like eight. He's averaging double double, yeah. Like eighteen and fifteen, I think, a game. I mean, that's he's ridiculous. They I mean, they just they go crazy on the offensive boards. I saw a stat, I think it was thirty-eight percent of shots they take are offensive rebounds. Jeez. Which is like a third of the time they're getting an offensive board, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So they, I mean, they have they have a starting five. If they're all clicking, they're they're best best team in the nation. But yeah, and who is I that? Mean, it's Ty Ty. It's Wheeler. Should be it's Wheeler, Grady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Sheboy. And who's that? Why uh, can't I remember his name? Oh, his Number twelve, name? right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever his name. Toppin, is. It's um, Toppin's. Uh, Toppin's oh yeah, Jacob Toppin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some good guys. Yeah, that's kind of the popular phrase that's this year has been like, if Kentucky is playing their best basketball when they're healthy, they're the best team in the country. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to kind of see what seed they get because I thought they were going to be in line for a one seed. It's going to be close now. Yeah, this weekend definitely might. I think they might. They might have to win the SEC. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um. We talked about Baylor a little bit. Duke, uh, Duke definitely runs through Paulo Bencaro. Um, yeah, I really like Duke. Yeah, I think they've got a good team. I, I was impressed. I'm impressed with how good AJ Griffin is. Um, yeah, he I stepped didn't know up much about him. Yeah, he's been he's big, been for, big them. for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark or yeah, Mark Williams. Yeah, yeah, he's the key to their team, really. Because yeah, I mean, the game versus Gonzaga, he was yamming on Chet. Mm-hmm. And that's no. like that's kind of the pick to be like, oh, is Gonzaga soft when they play real big bands? Mark Williams right. was he was I think he was their leading scorer in that game. Yeah, and I think he was the leading scorer versus Syracuse the other night. Yeah, and he's he just allows uh Paulo to to like play more outside. Mm-hmm. Uh which like I think is kind of where he's better at. Like I think if he's gotta be the leading rebounder on that team, I think that's a lot of work for him um definitely so when you have them outside a little bit and you can have williams kind of protect the paint on both sides i think that's huge for them um and then they've got the guards to do it too like keels and roach are um like they're good yeah. enough. I, I don't know i think they're a good team 
Yeah, I like Roach. I really like Roach. I think he's good. And then Kills is obviously huge. He's a physical. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think you're gonna be able to bully him at all. So. Yeah. No, I think I like they're gonna Duke. need. They're 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 the classic Duke team too. This this Duke's been similar to it. Um like every year with coach K, I mean, he really only plays like six or seven guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wendell Moore too. We have to mention as well. He's, he's going to be a big piece for them, but like, that's basically it. All those guys that we mentioned are basically all that plays like Theo, John yeah, and Joey, Joey Baker. Baker. Yeah, right. They play, bit. but they play like, I was just looking, they've played like 13, 12 minutes a game. Yeah. And that's those are including the games where they like when they're blowing teams out, they play like 30. I mean, they play basically six guys with like sometimes a seventh and an eighth. It's just that that's always the Duke. The part about Duke that I'm scared about is that they're just mm-hmm. they're never that deep. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. They have uh, Kentucky as a second best odds, and then Duke has the fourth. Um, I haven't watched really any Arizona. Can you tell me a little bit? Like, do you like them? Do you think they have a chance to win the title? It's it's really tough. I mean, the Pac-12 has been horrible this year. Like, you can make an argument. Uh, they might. I mean, they're probably the worst Power Five conference. I mean, we were we were talking about that a little bit. ACC versus Pac-12. Yeah, it's either it's one of those two for sure. But Arizona. I mean, they Tommy Lloyd has done a good job coaching this team. I mean, he's probably gonna be coach of the year. Um, but no, Ed Cooley, Ed Cooley. You think Ed Cooley? I mean, it's going to be, it's one of those two, right? Yeah. Like, but he's done, I mean, he's done a terrific job with them. I mean, they, for sure, for sure. They they didn't have much expectations going this year. I don't think they're even ranked at the start of the year, but they, they I mean, they have a complete start and they're starting five plays well together. You got some, I mean, Azulis, I like him. One of their forwards, they, I mean, Benedict Marthurnu. I don't even know. It's his name starts to pronounce for me, but yeah. he's a good player. I mean, they they have just I mean they have a, just a solid solid team, but yeah, they really haven't had that you know that road that makes you feel comfortable with them. I mean, they're they that win versus Michigan got them ranked when they were like, and that's four, not a good win, yeah, and that's not a good win now. So their out of conference really wasn't great. I mean, they did kill Wyoming, which is an I mean they beat them by thirty, I think. Yeah. So that that's a good win for them, but you know, it's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Uh like I said, I haven't watched them a ton. I mean, who, the the like obviously like you you don't think they're going to lose to Colorado. So you can kind of throw that one out. Um I, it concerns me that they get blown out by UCLA. I just don't think UCLA is that good. Yeah. And I so that concerns that. me too and then like the Tennessee loss is, is a very is a is a good loss, I guess. Um, you can't really complain too much about that. I don't know. I just don't know if I buy them as as title contenders, really. Yeah, they wouldn't. Be, I don't. I don't think they're going to win it. Out of these four teams, who do you like the best? Because this is kind of the next group. Um, they all are plus twelve hundred. Kansas, Baylor, Purdue, Auburn. Who do you like most out of that group? To win the title, uh, not like I, which team do you think which team has the best chance to win? Yeah, I like Auburn. Yeah, I like Jabari Smith and I like Kessler and I like Katie Johnson. I think they've had, obviously they have had a rough stretch, but I mean, two weeks ago they're the best team in the nation, is what everyone was saying. So I think they're gonna find it, and at this this weekend, I mean, is gonna be big for them, the SEC tournament. So we'll see, we'll see really if they can pick it up together before the tournament but yeah i mean it's jabari smith's he's he's probably the best player in the nation Mm -hmm. so it's i don't i don't think any of those teams that you mentioned really have those three big players that auburn does yeah for sure i like that who is your who is your i think i heard you say jabari smith is your is, is he your pick for player of the year yeah, I I think he's the be- he is like the best player in the nation. But my I my Naismith pick is uh, Johnny Davis. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Was Peters was Jabari Smith, right? Yeah. Peter had Jabari. I think. Phil I don't think he'll win it. He doesn't have the numbers, but no. But he's. I mean, he's looked like the best player in the nation. Oh, totally. And he's probably going to be the number one pick, which yeah, is crazy because it was yeah. it was like 
Paulo and Chet for like the past two years have been the debate. And now Jabari mm-hmm. Smith's like, I think I'm going to be number one. Um, no, I agree. I think it's, I think it's between Johnny Davis and Oscar Sheboy. Um, Wisconsin has a big game in less than an hour against Purdue yeah, tonight. Um, I think if he can, the, the, that's huge. It's on national TV. It's ESPN. It's against, I mean, if they can, if they can win that game and he, and they're a top 10 team and he's like one of the top scores in the country, I think he's got a pretty good case. Um, yeah. I mean, they're around him. They are, I mean, Brad Davison, they have, they have a couple players, but they, he's really carried them to this point and they've had a pretty special season and this, yeah, this is a huge game for them at home. And he's, he's, I mean, everyone's going to be watching it. He's got to perform. For sure. No, it's, it's huge. I think it, it's huge for player of the year uh, race as well, but she plays the rebounding numbers are, are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, is there any team you like outside of that, like kind of a dark horse team and then to, to, to make the final four or. Yeah. Maybe, I like, you know, I like tech, Texas tech. tech. That's right. You said tech. Yeah. They've got high odds. They're 2,200. Like higher than yeah, I thought. I mean, they, if we want to go dark, dark horse, uh, do you have a dark, dark horse pick? I mean, the only, they're not even dark, dark anymore, but I guess odds wise, I, I think Arkansas has yeah. got a good chance. They almost, they almost did it last year. Like they went, um, who did they lose to? I can't even remember. <sighs> yeah. I don't even remember. Maybe I'm, so, maybe I'm totally wrong about that. Um, no, I think they, they, I'm pretty sure they made the lead eight last year. I think you're right. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, but is it, I mean, is there any other team you? Yeah, Illinois. They've not been playing great lately, but they have Kofi. They have some other players around him that they can be scary, but they they're just gonna have to find it. And I think this this weekend also for them is gonna be big for me to see how they play in the Big Ten Big Ten tournament because they've had some losses after they've been you know given all these praise. So we'll see. But I, I just like I like Kofi. I think he's he's really dominant. But I mean, we said that like, last year too, and they did not. Yeah, do well. no, you're right. I think they're going to be a popular, um, like they're going to be a popular Final Four pick. Yeah, because of Kofi. And mm-hmm. um, what's the guy? What's the guy that you just hit? Like the guy that came back from injury for them, Afonso um, Plummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. Team. Um, yeah, Arkansas was in the lead eight. You're right. They lost to to Baylor by nine um so i don't know i like them um um okay you already answered player of the year i'm looking what else we have so we mentioned boise state has a game tonight what's your they're gonna be right around a seven or an eight seed they've kind of been like fluttering around that line uh i think it depends on how well they do in the conference tournament Mm -hmm. um do you think like what's what's you what do you think their ceiling is in the tournament? Do you think it's like one game? I mean, like where what what are you thinking for for I, I really I mean I'm it's a homer thing to really like them, but we were talking about it on on last show as well because I you know we gave our little season season recap. If you want to go, I I went into big depth on that one, but I just like that that shaver has been so clutch this year, and the game versus San Diego state too, when we made both our three throws, we've had those clutch moments that really, I mean, you know, the stage is going to get bigger, but that those moments really make me feel comfortable with them, you know, potential to make a run. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I think you make a good point. I'm worried about, I'm, I mean, I'm even worried about us running into, I mean, first of all, if we win one game, we're going to have to play a one or a two seed yeah. in the second round, which is going to suck. Um, but we've seen the teams are definitely beatable. Like, I'd love yeah. if, if we get, like, Arizona or Baylor. Like, I'd, I'd feel pretty confident. Or not confident, yeah, I mean, but I'd like, like our chances. If you Even, like, a Wisconsin. Like, I feel like right. we would match up well against them, you know? Right. I, well, that- see, but, see, I think my, my fear with a Wisconsin team, a team like Wisconsin – is that like I just think Johnny? I think Johnny Davis could get into a stretch where like he doesn't miss, and that's how we'd lose. Yeah, is because like we totally rely on our defense and making stops, uh, which is great because our defense is like top ten in the country, and 
but I I'm worried that if we get in, like we get into a game where a guy on another on the other team just like can't miss, I don't think we can go basket for basket with anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, it's it's all gonna depend on the draw. And yeah, totally. Chances, I'm just so. I would even be worried in our opening matchup is like okay. Like, yeah, North Carolina is who I think they have a matchup with right now. That right. Be- like, I mean, we play a team that is just better than us, like can score better than all the other teams we've been playing all year. And all of a sudden our elite defense is just a good defense and now our offense can't do anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we kind of already talked about Gonzaga comparing this year to last year. Who did you say the deepest conference was uh, on your show? I, I, I like the SEC. Yeah. I really do. I mean, we were the Big Ten was thrown out there, but I, I, I mean, with Arkansas playing this well, and I mean Alabama sort of coming back onto the scene, you really, I mean, it's really hard to make a case for any other conference right now. Yeah, totally. I mean, the Big Ten's kind of deep, right? Yeah, I mean like Iowa, Ohio State, they have like some teams at the end. I mean Illinois, they have they have like three teams in the twenties right now, but and those teams are all going to make the tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have, off the top of my head, I mean, they're going to have Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State. Here, uh, I have, okay, I have their standings in front of me. It's, I mean, all, like first. Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa are all ranked. Yep. And then, no, so that's also- five. And then Michigan State and Rutgers are probably going to get in. I don't think Rutgers will get in. Indiana will. Yeah, it's actually maybe I, I bet one of those teams, Indiana, Indiana, Rutgers. Rutgers or Michigan, it's going to be one of them, right? They're yeah. all kind of on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's seven teams probably. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I really like too. I don't know if you've watched them, the, the Murray Twins. In yeah. Bohannon. Yeah. Yeah. They look like They've, a team that can have some success in March. And they kind of started slow. Yeah. They did not have a good start at all. But when Keegan maybe, Murray's. Keegan, He's leading the country. Yeah, he's the he has he's averaging like twenty four points right now. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we mentioned the Big Twelve. I mean, they're just deep. Like the worst team in the the worst record, um, to, like overall in the conference is Oklahoma State's thirteen and fifteen. Yeah, Oklahoma State's a feisty team. They have some fight in them too. They've like every team is they're they're two games below five hundred and they're the worst team in the conference. Yeah. And I, I, TCU, I really like TCU. I was just going to say, you went to the TCU game. Yeah, they're, I mean, they, they put up an upset after, I mean, I mean against uh, Tech. So they have, they have a really good team, too. I, Big 12 is, Big 12 is a good conference, but the top three in, in SEC, I mean, they're still better than the top three in the Big 12. Top four in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, you can throw Tennessee in there. Yeah. I mean, then I mean, Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, ten, so Tennessee, you, you like Tennessee over Arkansas? Well, I like Auburn, Kentucky. Auburn, Kentucky are one and two, and then yeah. Arkansas. That's my point, Arkansas and Tennessee. Yeah, Arkansas is probably three. Arkansas are toss-up right now. They're both. Yeah, and they're 13th and 14th in the country. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. Any more college basketball you want to touch on? No, I mean, what, do you have any more any more topics you wanted to hit? That's all. I mean, I have a the, the the everything else I had in the doc we kind of already touched on. I mean, who's your pick? My national championship pick. Yeah. If you had a pick right now. Um. I would. Uh, I would probably go Duke. Yeah. I want to go Auburn though. Yeah. Okay. And those are. I mean, you know me. Those like Dukes been my like national college basketball team forever and Auburn's been my football team forever so it's kind of weird like I like both of those schools yeah um Cole's gonna be so mad at me when I if he hears this um because he hates whenever I talk about Duke or Auburn but the, what, what what would yours be yeah mine's Duke I mean, I've said it a couple times but yeah yeah mine's Duke yeah I'd ideally if like the draws work out my final four would be Duke Kentucky Auburn Gonzaga yeah <laughs> Those are probably all gonna be one seeds though. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. So it works out. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be. It's it's wild. I mean, it, there's there's so many picks you could go with right now, and that's what is what makes March fun. For sure. For sure. Um. All right. Let's do. 
let's do our rebuilding series. So we got the AFC yeah. South. Um, haven't done this in a while. Um, just because we've been we did some NBA stuff with Shane and we had the restart draft. Um, so we just for a reminder for people, we're kind of going through every division in the offseason. We're talking about what these teams need to do, uh, what their offseason situation looks like. Um, I might come back and touch on this with the the rest of the boys, but I figured me and you can talk about it too. Uh-huh. Um, let's start with the Titans. I believe the Titans won the division, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, my big question for, for the Titans is, like, is Tannehill – are they going to stick with Tannehill? He's got he's got a $38 million cap hit this year, and then 36 in 2023, and then they have an out. So, for sure, two more years uh, of him under contract. This QB market is so weird this offseason with, like, don't really know which guys are in the market. Uh, the free agents are pretty bad. Like, when everyone's talking about the free agents – it's like Fitzpatrick, Winston, and Trubisky. Yeah. Um, so there's not really a guy they can go out and get. They could trade for one. But I don't know. Do you think they're going to stick with Tannehill? Because that's kind of been – I mean, that was what everyone was calling for because they lost that playoff game to the Bengals because Tannehill did not have a great game. Yeah. Um, I, I, your last point, I mean, the point before that, um, I, I really don't think there's anyone out there they can get that's better than Tannehill. Right, right. Like, I don't think he's great. He's good. But, I mean, I just – I don't think there's anyone out there better. What, what do you think? I mean, like, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say he's better. Yeah. You're going to have to, like – Give up for that. What about yeah. um? What about Derek Carr? Do you think he's better than Tannehill? <sighs> I mean, Tannehill's won like... playoff games. Derek Carr hasn't. It's hard right. for me to say that. But, but, but he also has Derek Henry. True. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I I just yeah. think I think their ceiling's very limited with Tannehill. Like I don't think they could. It's going to be really hard for them to win a Super Bowl. Like yeah, it's going to be really think, hard for them to outscore the Bills or the Chiefs in the playoffs. I don't think the Raiders would want to take that either. I don't think they would trade Carr up for Tannehill. No, that's I I just like he, Tannehill's a good quarterback. He's just not. He's not going to help. I mean, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So it's tough for sure. Yes. Um, I don't know. A couple other things about the Titans. I think they're probably going to re-sign or tag Harold Landry. Um, yeah, he was a beast. He yeah, he had a, he had a really good season for them. Yeah. Um, so they need him bringing him back. It's probably about time to re-sign AJ Brown and Jeffrey Simmons. Um, they don't have a ton of cap, but you you want to extend those guys they, they've done a really good job of bringing like aj brown and jeffrey simmons are two great draft picks that they've developed you need to keep those kind of guys in the house uh-huh. uh i mean then it's the the part the the biggest whiff i would say i mean henry was henry was out for most of the year so you're going to get him back. How many years of him do you have healthy is definitely a big question. They're probably asking themselves. So you, you need to upgrade the offensive line and just build it around him. Uh, and then the wide receiver, like the Julio trade was such a whiff. It was way more of a whiff than I thought. I think they probably need to go in and bring in an extra receiver to yeah. hopefully be the two. Um, I mean, Julio was just old and he doesn't really, he does the same things but just at a way worse level than A.J. Brown. So they really didn't have. And there was a lot of games where. Right. And there was a lot of games where those guys were both not on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they they still, I mean, they got to the one seed spot. I mean, they said they didn't play well in that game at all on offense with Henry back. That was such a weird, such a weird season for them. Cause yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I totally forgot they got the one seed. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have even asked if they won the division. <laughs> they got the one seed. Uh-huh. Uh, it just did not feel like it at all. And then you lose your first round. I mean, it was weird listening to Taylor Lewan talk about it on Bust Hunt the Boys. He was like, I, he was, I mean, obviously he's on the team. So he's bought in and he's, and he's saying how they can win the whole thing. Uh-huh. And you're like, I, I don't know if anyone ever bought into them winning the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely like a, they get the one seed. Everyone's going crazy over Vrabel and like, oh, he's done such a good job. Everything is looking up. They got to buy. They're going to be at home. They have Derrick Henry coming back. And then 
it, it was like, really? This is it? Like, you're going to lose your first game versus a team that, I mean, they, obviously we see what the Bengals did after that. But at that point, we're like, I mean, cool. The Bengals had the win versus uh, Las Vegas, but that's probably all they're going to get. And yeah, it was, it was, it was just kind of like, wow, they just didn't show up at all. Yeah, that was just weird. So, I don't know. I, I think they should probably – the wide receiver class is really deep this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft one in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I There's a couple good free agent tight ends I think they should go after too because they wasn't, – wasn't their tight end like Ferkser? Yeah, Anthony Ferkser. And he just – they it, it just wasn't – like their tight ends, they, they lose Jonu. Yeah, and, that's an underrated loss for them. I mean – even for him too, he didn't really do much with the Patriots, but he was a big, big weapon for them last year. Right, and they thought they were just going to be able to replace him by committee, kind of, and it just didn't work. So I wouldn't okay. be surprised if they go out and get someone there. And then, like I said, O line, you got to bring, you got to bring in better run blockers if you're going to stick with Henry for another year. So, yeah. Um, moving on to second place, Colts. A lot of rumors about Carson Wentz flying around this offseason. Again, it's kind of a weird situation. Like, if he gets traded, it's his third team in three years. It's also the Colts' third quarterback in three years if they move off of him. So, I don't know what – like, what would you – what would they be able to get back for Wentz? Or, I mean, I don't know. I I don't really understand all these rumors said this it was like before this year you're saying Carson is like let's say it's in August right now you're telling me Carson Wentz has 27 touchdowns and seven yes I saw that I listened to this yeah and the Colts have a chance at the playoffs this is like going into whatever Jaguars game are you like telling me this is a disappointment because it was a disappointing season for him I mean from from an outside view just they lose that game when they it could have just won, beat the, one of the worst teams in the league and make the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's not – it's time to just say he's inconsistent and he's he's never going to be the the MVP candidate, Carson Wentz, because he just obviously – something in his mental side. I mean, he's he has intangibles to be a great quarterback. I mean, he can throw the ball a mile and he can – he's mobile, he's big, but he's just – he doesn't make good decisions and it's – it's he's had his chances to prove that he can do it and he hasn't. So you think they should move on from him? Yeah, I I don't know if like I I think maybe drafting a quarterback might be a like starting once this year and you know drafting a quarterback maybe might be an answer. But I I mean the the dra- I mean the free agent class and right now is horrible like you said. So I don't really I think he's better than Trubitsky and Fitzpatrick, but. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, and I I don't want to repeat anything you just said, but that's kind of where I'm. It's really I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at some articles. It's like they are going to be involved in the quarterback market, but the big names like Rogers, Wilson, Watson, and Garoppolo. It's weird to throw Garoppolo in that. Let's make it <sighs> Russell Rogers Watson. Pause Garoppolo. Um, it's like they don't even have they don't have the assets to go and get them because you think like the big assets on their team. I mean, I was just going to bring up Quentin Nelson that they're going to resign and they need to go get another receiver to pair with Pittman. So, I mean, those are my two big moves to them, and then kind of like they still need secondary help. Um, so like those are your three big moves. You don't have a ton of assets to go get. You're not trading Taylor Pittman, Darius Leonard or Quinn and Nelson like those are great that's a great young core but what do you have I mean you're not gonna be able to compete I just spilled my water everywhere that's really a big bummer <laughs> you don't have the assets to go and compete with these other teams in that trade market for those quarterbacks yeah so and then like does Garoppolo really get you that better I mean I, I, I mean I think they're Wentz and Garoppolo are they're in the same tier right yeah so and 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 the the Niners aren't gonna want Wentz yeah. So, I I think they're kind of stuck with him. I think you're right. I mean, maybe draft a quarterback, but I would rather see them go get a receiver in the first round than a quarterback. So, 
I don't know. I, you might. I mean, you're probably just gonna have to stick with him for another year at least. You, you traded for him, like you made you, you made your bed when you traded for him. Yeah, I mean that was. Do they even have a first round pick? Because wasn't Wentz's? Uh, uh, you, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so, I yeah, think it I, ended up being the first. Yeah. So they, I mean, yeah, that drafting quarterback goes out the window there because this. I mean, this quarterback class is not really anything mm-hmm. to write home about. But yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> You're pretty much stuck with him. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And then, as I said, the other pieces that I wrote down were you have a you have a really good receiver in Pittman. You need to get someone else to pair up with him. I'm pretty sure T.Y. is a free agent. And even if he comes back, he's not the second option for the future. Pascal is probably a fine third, but you need – I don't know. You need more. So Yeah, you, they're, they're definitely going to need it draft a receiver in yeah second there's, there's also a pretty big market for receivers like i've been seeing a lot of like alan robinson rumors and um there's a pretty deep receiver class uh for wide receivers this year so i don't think a, a lot of receivers though unless they throw the bag in them are gonna go want to play for the with carson wines yeah like. true and this is it's not really a colts thing to go pay people in free agency so like pay i mean other than buckner they don't spend a ton. They've been really good in the draft. Um, yeah, they're going to be an interesting team. It was a big disappointment for them to miss the playoffs. Yeah. You hope Taylor can keep doing what he's doing. And I don't know. You'd just like to see them finish a little bit better. I guess get off to a better start, too. They were like one and five last year. So, yeah, if they get off, I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, they can definitely compete for this division. Yeah, I think you need to. I think you should probably give it one more year and be like, okay, we we were we were really close last year. Because if they make the playoffs and win a game somehow, like this is a completely different outlook on this team. So, yeah, I think you kind of just are like, okay, let's let's secure like let's add a second receiver. Let's let's re-sign Quinny. Let's get some secondary help and let's go. You know? Yeah, definitely. All right, Jaguars, Texans. Uh, at the bottom of this division. The Texans have a number three pick in the draft. They hired Lovey Smith. The big question for them, again, it revolves around the quarterback. It's, it's, do you stick with Davis Mills and what happens with Deshaun Watson? I just want your quick two predictions. What happens with Deshaun Watson and do they stick with Davis Mills? Is Davis Mills a week one starter for the Texans next year? Yeah, I think Davis will be the starter going into the season. I think, you got. I think you have to find a way to get rid of him, because Watson, because I if he goes two years without playing football, he might not ever play again. And I'm worried about his trade value if he doesn't go two if he goes two years without playing football. Yeah. Like you can I still think, he only misses a year. You 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 can still they're still going to get a lot for him if they trade him. Yeah, because I mean he's obviously he's he is one when playing he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and. I, yeah, the legal stuff is whole mess, and I don't know, like, yeah, this, I mean, I think there's a team still willing to take a chance on him. It's just, I, the Texans price for him must be insane, because. Yeah, I also think a lot of, I don't know, Brandon was telling me and Eli about this the other day, like, how they, there was, they had some sort of trial, and then it got pushed back, like, the the defendant or whatever, like, pushed it back, and. So there's going to be some more information in a couple of weeks about it. And I think that's might, might be what teams are waiting on. Uh, like, I think that might be why we haven't heard a ton is because there's some uncertainty about his legal situation, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really thought he was going to get traded before the end. Like I, I did not think we'd make it through the entire season with him without him being traded. So I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was either going to play or get traded and- this year and it's he's still on Texans, but yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think you got to give it some time. I mean, maybe this summer we'll see what happens, but yeah. What do you think they do with number three pick? Uh, I mean, it's looking at like probably Hutchinson or Thibio, right? Right. I well, mean, that okay, that brings us we can talk about the Jaguars too in this, um, because they have the number one pick. It seems like they're going Neil, yeah, everyone's saying Evan Neil. That's so weird how this is totally – it's just a weird change. Like, it's been Thibodeau – it was Thibodeau for a while, and then at the end of the college football season, it was Hutchinson for a month. And just in the past, like, week or two, it's just been Evan Neal. Like, someone just decided, like, 
oh, they have Trevor Lawrence and they, you know, hired Doug Peterson to kind of be his quarterback guru guy. Maybe they should get a guy to protect him. And Evan Neal is the best tackle in the class, so let's take Evan Neal. Like, it's just weird how he was just – he's just slotted now into the number one spot. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, it's hard to, like, evaluate, you know, offensive line and stuff, but the Jags need a lot more help than Evan Neal. So, right. I mean, and, I, I mean, Thibodeau or Hutchinson, that, that can – those guys can change a franchise. Well, I think they're good, but I don't know if they're that – Cause that's my, I would, yeah. like it's I mean, bad that the Jags have the number one pick two years in a row. I really wouldn't be surprised if they have it a third year. There's no one in yeah. this draft. Like if I think if Thibodeau or Hutchinson were like franchise changing players, they would trade out. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that they need a lot more than just one player, but I don't know if anyone like the asking price I'm assuming is just way too high to get to number one. I think all these teams are like, I can get whoever I want at eight. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Hutchinson and Thibodeau are good. If they pan out, though, I mean, elite. I mean, we've seen an elite edge rusher can change a team. No, for sure. I mean, but that's. I I think Garrett was like supposed to be way like Miles Garrett. That's my example for this. Is like the Browns had the number one pick two years in a row, and Garrett really changed their franchise more than Baker did. And I don't know. I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, I don't. I don't think they view Hutchinson and Thibodeau as this in the same light as Garrett. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, I mean, it's a weak draft class. Yeah. It's like deep, but it's not, it's like not that top heavy. Yeah. So, I mean, I going on the, I mean, later in the first round too, they, I mean, they have some good wide receivers in this class. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think maybe trading. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their price is, but trading down a little bit might not be a horrible idea. Yeah. I, I don't think I would like it. There's like, there's like three or four tackles that are now like supposed to be. Yeah, like, with the dude from NC State. I don't know his like on his name. Mm-hmm. But and now there's that. another one from like Mississippi State. I want to say like Cross or something. I don't know. I just seen a bunch of different tackles up there, and it's like, like I heard some guy. I think it was Danny Kelly on the Ringer was like, I don't even know if Neil's my number one tackle, but he's gonna probably go number one because he went to Alabama and he's six seven and I don't know. It's just this is it's so weird. I'm 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 not convinced either of these teams get that much better with this draft. Yeah. Whereas I, like the past couple of years you've been like a little bit more promise at the yeah, top. Yeah, I mean both these teams, I mean, these are these are two of the worst franchises in the NFL. I, mm-hmm. I it's hard for me to see a world where I mean sure that Jaguar I mean both of them are gonna have new head coaches. So we'll see how how they work out. But I mean they, they always find <laughs> at this position in the draft. So I don't it's it's hard to say. I mean they, they need to just be a have a better culture, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I like both the hires though. I think Doug Peters was a good hire and yeah. so is Lovey Smith. So We'll see. Both of them have cap space too. And I, I think these are multi-year projects. I think you're right. I don't think these are ones where like last year, I remember in these rebuilding series, we're like talking about all the free agents they could sign and stuff. And the Jaguars have like 60 million in cap, but I don't have a ton of free agents. I think they should go sign because a lot of them, I mean like Teron Armstead and Brandon Sheriff, like the, the O-line guys, like by the time that this, you want them to figure it out, like if it's a multi-year rebuild, those guys are going to be making like 40 million or not 40 million, but like $20 million at their like age 33 season with like two years left on their deal. I don't know. That just doesn't, I don't think that's the right move for either of these teams. Yeah. They might throw it go. Like I can just picture them going to throw the bag at like a Chris Godwin or something and see if he bites, but right. That's yeah. And I don't, I don't really think that, it still wouldn't be a great team at all. So I don't, we'll see what Doug does with them. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. And yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Even a couple of years. I mean, the Eagles weren't really. Uh, I, I guess they had some success before he was there, but they were kind of the bottoms of the pack when he joined them. So yeah, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's all I got. Um. Did you see that? Did you see Manfred's press conference today? Yeah, dude. MOB, don't even. Uh, it's just so disappointing as a 
I don't know if you want to jump into it a little bit, but it's just so Yeah, it's just, I just, we can just, I didn't prepare really much for it, so. Especially, I mean, how, like, going back to, like, start of December when Manor signed Robbie Ray and how excited we, you know, we were getting and stuff like that. And you, you have such a terrific free agent class that you really could have had. And, I mean, it was a good, good season for the MLB last year. I mean, Braves win the World Series. That's kind of cool having a team that hasn't won it in a while win it and had some buzz going into the season. And then you just kill it all. Like, for what? You really are going to, like, it's, and we see, like, Derek Jeter step down today from the the Marlins because he doesn't, you know, the ownership groups and stuff. It's just, it's really a problem with pro sports as a whole. It's, it's become such a money, 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 money deal. Yeah, but it seems like baseball's definitely not figured it out at all. No, yeah. I mean And they have a weird it's just I don't the problem I think too is like I just don't understand and I don't know if you do, but like there's it's so complicated with like the minor leaguers and stuff like that where like other sports don't have that much of an issue. Yeah. It it's just I mean MLB, you really have like you have opening day, you have you know, all-star, you know, 4th of July when NBA is over and you have a little bit of shine in October and you're really going to take one of those weeks away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like, if they start the season when the NBA playoffs is is starting, it's really not going to get the attention it usually does. So it's just a weird move to me that, you know, the owners can't compromise and, Yeah. Because, I mean, you can point to, like, players like, oh, like, Scherzer and all these players are making – their contracts are huge. But then, like, look at, look at like, Mitch Hanniger or, like, players who are really good, but they aren't making that kind of money. Right. And in other leagues, those players are making – you know, a player at the same level for their league is making a lot more money. So, I don't know. It's, it's definitely an issue that they, they need to figure out. Yeah. But and now it's just a bummer. Like, we – we lost the games and they're not going to make them up. Did you hear them say that? Yeah, they're not going like to they're not going to play double headers. And I don't know. I think a part of me too thinks that they might be like experiencing or experimenting with like a later or shorter season, like more playoff team kind of thing. And I don't know. Yeah, it might be like, a, I mean, the 2020 season where you had seven playoff teams from each. Right. Um, why am I? blanking on it uh, league uh, yeah league and <laughs> um and a shortened season i mean that but then it's like all the stats and stuff i mean baseball is like such more than like just watching the game it's a lot of, you know people like the stats and stuff and that all got funked up right from, the, from that shortened season but yeah it's i mean it's just weird i mean i they make a lot of money from people going to those games though you know that's really more than the tv is you know, people going right to the baseball games instead of, you know, NBA and NFL where they really make it off the TV. So, yeah, I know. Well, it's just a bunch. I don't know. I hope they get it figured out soon because they only they, so far they've only canceled the first two series. So that's like a, that's a week. Yeah. And so hopefully they can I don't get think something. one week if they move the start back. Yeah. One week. I don't think that changes a whole lot for if they if they start there i don't think that changes a whole lot for well i'm just thinking like selfishly as a viewer we we still have like the the first week now like let's say if if they figure it out and they start a week late it's like april 8th they start instead of march 31st like that's right march madness would just be getting over it's the weekend of the masters so like we still have some sports to get us through but it'll be a real dead period if baseball doesn't start and like it'll just be the NBA and NHL and they won't be really in playoffs yet. So you want baseball to start because they, they really have that week usually. So. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And it's, it's just, it's just a mess right now. Cause I mean, there's so many different like opinions on what's happening and so many like, Oh, that's not actually doing this. Oh, we're making strides right now. Oh, we aren't. It's just, it's really confusing and it's just disappointing. Because I, I mean, I Manfred, agree. he's gotten so much hate before this, like Astros and stuff. He's just I know. not a good commissioner at all, and, and he needs to be done. 
I, I don't I don't think he he's fit for this role, and I don't know if he's ever gonna be done until he wants to be done. But I don't know how that works even. I know out and stuff, but he's I don't either. I don't, I don't either. When it's I think the owners vote on that, and like, why would they? Why would they vote to get rid of him if he's trying to like he's trying to make them as much money as possible? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely an owner's GM, which right. is like not fun for the fans because no, the fans exactly like not the owners. Yeah. Did you see um Big Cat walking into the Wisconsin student section? No, I saw that he was at the game. Look at but see that. oh, that's awesome. That's a huge, that's, so that's awesome. Because he said he wasn't going to the game, too. I know. I think that's so cool that they all went and, uh, like, like part of my take all went and Jake. And, oh, did they? Yeah. That's that's cool. Because I know J- Jake was – they were already planning on going to that game, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, that's awesome. That's, the, like, one of the biggest games in Wisconsin, like, in recent – since they went to that Final Four, it's definitely the highest they've been ranked in, like, the past five or six years. So, yeah. That's on here. All right, man. That's all I got. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, man, it's already. It's like Boise game starts in like five minutes. I don't think I'm gonna go. <laughs> but... I have my intramural game. I got to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.